Hello, and welcome to Auntie Sandy's Storyland. Please join us at our new home on the Lotus Prison Network at patreon.com. Our story for today is Seven Ways to Trace a Troll. Troll Weakness 6. Trolls Cannot Swim Even though trolls are tall and can wade through shallow lakes, they dislike open water because they cannot swim. You can use this information in many different ways. The Story of The Troll Who Played Hide and Go Seek Once upon a time, a boy named Lars went into the forest to chop wood for his family. When he had filled his sack, he sat down to eat. Just as he was unwrapping his sandwich, a tiny dwarf with a long silver beard appeared in front of him. Could you spare a few coins for a poor old soul so I can buy some food? begged the dwarf. I have no money, but I'll be happy to share with you, said Lars, and gave half of his lunch to the dwarf. The little man gobbled the sandwich so quickly that Lars handed him his bottle as well. The dwarf gulped half the contents before handing it back. Then he snapped his fingers and disappeared. And not one word of thanks, exclaimed Lars, surprised. Grabbing the firewood, he set off for home. He had scarcely taken five steps when a troll came crashing through the woods. This troll was so big that his head was taller than the treetops. One single eye in the middle of his forehead glared at Lars. How dare you chop in my woods, roared the troll. Now I'm going to gobble you up. Oh, please don't eat me, begged Lars. My family will never survive without my help. I'm the oldest of seven children. I don't care, snorted the troll. I'm not so hungry right now. So let's play hide-and-go-seek. I can only eat you if I find you. Now run, bellowed the troll. He slapped a huge hand over his eyeball and began to count. One, five, three, two. Lars looked under bushes and behind rocks, but no place seemed like a clever hiding spot. All at once, the dwarf with the silver beard appeared. Come with me, he whispered, and guided Lars to a large oak. The dwarf cut a huge split out of the tree trunk. Crawl in, he urged, and pushed Lars into the space. Then he placed the splinter on top and closed up the tree trunk. Sixty-two, eighty-three, thirty-four, one hundred. Ready or not, here I come, yelled the troll. Sniffing the air, he ran straight to the tree where Lars was hiding. He squeezed his eyeball. Aha! he roared and toppled the tree with one tremendous swing of his axe. Found you! he hollered triumphantly and pulled Lars out of his hiding place. This is fun! I'm not hungry yet, so hide once more! The troll slapped his hand over the eye and counted. One, seven, three, two... Come here, whispered the dwarf, and led Lars to a lake where a bed of reeds rimmed the shore. The dwarf tapped Lars three times on the shoulders. At once, he shrank to the size of a pin. Next, the dwarf cut a reeder in two, placed Lars inside the hollow stem, put the two halves together, and returned the reed to its place. 
I don't think he'll find you this time, said the dwarf. Sixty-seven! Ninety-eight! Forty-four! One hundred! Here I come! called the troll. Sniffing the air, he caught Lars' scent and followed it to the lake. He popped the eyeball out of his forehead, polished it, and returned it to the eye socket. Then he looked hard at the reeds. Ha! yelled the troll, and cut down a swath of reeds. Found you again, he said gleefully as he shook Lars out of his hiding place. This is a really good game. Hide once more, but I'm getting hungry, so next time I'm going to eat you. What shall we do? Lars asked the dwarf. With that nose, he can smell me, and with that eyeball, he can see everything. I have one more idea, said the dwarf. He bent down and whistled three times over the water. A red fish swam to the surface, and the dwarf caught it. He broke the fish in two and placed Lars, who was still tiny, inside. The rest is up to you, whispered the dwarf. He joined the two parts of the fish and threw it into the lake. Ready or not, here I come, thundered the troll. Make way, for I am hungry and plan to catch my supper. At the lake, he sniffed the air and scanned the water. The little red fish swam to its surface. I see you, roared the troll, and lifted his spear, but the fish disappeared in the deep. Searching the shore, the troll found an enormous hollowed-out log, which he put into the lake. He climbed inside, and using his hands as oars, he paddled out to the middle of the lake. Twisting and turning the eyeball, he peered into the green water. Suddenly, the little fish popped up on one side of the log. Now I've got you, yelled the troll, and lifted his spear. But the little fish, with Lars directing it, darted underneath the log and came up on the other side. The troll flung himself around, his spear high. Again, the fish slipped beneath the log and popped up on the other side. He kept swimming from one side to the other, and the troll swiveled back and forth so fast that the log began to rock and tilt. All at once it rolled over, and the troll toppled into the lake, and he sank like a rock to the bottom, for trolls cannot swim. Now the dwarf whistled three times, and the little red fish swam to the surface. He caught it, broke it in two, lifted Lars out, and restored him to his proper size. Then he put the fish together and tossed it back into the lake, where it swam away with a merry swish of its tail. Thank you for saving my life, gasped Lars. And thank you for sharing your lunch, said the dwarf. Then he snapped his fingers and vanished. Lars never saw the dwarf again, but he spent many happy hours telling his family about the adventure he had with the troll with the single eyeball and the dwarf with the silver beard. Troll Weakness 7 Trolls are heavy and clumsy. Because trolls are so huge, they weigh a lot. This makes it difficult for them to move quickly in deep, soft snow. So, if you are a good skier, you can outski them, especially if you head straight downhill. Tor outskis the trolls. Once upon a time, there was a boy named Tor who was very wild. Every chance he got, he ran off into the mountains to fish and hunt. No matter how hard his family begged him to stay and work on the farm, after a few weeks at home, he would slip away. 
One winter evening, Tor had been away for several days when he spotted a fire burning inside a mountain. Curious to see who else was making camp, he skied toward the light. As he grew closer, he heard grunts and slipped behind a fir tree to listen. Can I borrow that big cauldron of yours? rumbled a troll voice. What do you want a cauldron for? grumbled the other. I'm going to catch that boy Tor, and then I'm going to cook him. Smacking his fat lips, the second troll growled. You can have the cauldron, but only if I can have some Tor to eat, too. Tor's heart thumped and his legs shook. He did not want to become troll stew. Quietly, he pushed his skis through the snow and headed downhill. He was just beginning to pick up a little speed when thwack! His skis snagged on a buried spruce branch and he toppled over. Who's sneaking around out there? bellowed the first troll. It's Tor! hollered the second troll, pointing. Let's get him! urged the first troll, and he set off so fast that he started a small avalanche. Tor scrambled up, grabbed his poles, and pointed his skis straight downhill. He shot down a steep ravine, raced between trees, and jumped off cliffs. The trolls roared in fury as they saw him glide down the mountain. But they kept up the chase. With their excellent night vision, they easily saw him outlined against the white snow, and even though his skis were fast, they wouldn't stop. Tor pushed on, heading for the valley in his village, which lay across from a lake. If he skied around the lake, the trolls might catch up with him. He'd have to ski across. He tested the ice and thought, this is thick enough for a light boy like me. But those two trolls are awfully heavy. I wonder, turning toward the pursuing trolls, he called out, Catch me if you can! Then he skied straight out onto the lake. Ho ho, we'll get him now! roared the trolls and pounded after him. The ice creaked. Tor stopped and stuck out his tongue. You'll never get me! I'm faster than you are! he taunted and continued towards the middle of the lake. Shaking their fists, the trolls doubled their efforts. Their fur-covered feet and clawed toes gripped the snow and ice, and soon they thundered right behind Tor. He felt their hot breath down his neck as they lunged after him. Quick as a rabbit, Tor leaped to the side and out of the trolls' reach. They flew forward and landed, thunk. Crack went the ice and broke open. The trolls sank through the hole and down to the bottom of the lake where they stayed, for as you know, Trolls cannot swim. Tor hurried home as fast as his skis would carry him. When he arrived at the farm, he saw candles burning in all the windows and remembered it was Christmas Eve. His parents wept for joy when he told them of his narrow escape. They said that having him home safely was the best Christmas gift they had ever received. Tor never ran away to the mountains again. And don't you do that either. How to spot a troll by now, you know that trolls have become extinct, at least as far as we know. But that does not mean that you cannot see trolls. Their remains can be found everywhere if you just know how to look. So the next time you are in the woods, in the mountains, or by lakes or oceans, use these guidelines and start looking for trolls. Number one, to find remains of trolls that burst and turn to stone, you need to look carefully at rocks. Sometimes all you have to do is look at the shape of a mountain or certain hills and you will see it is a troll caught by the rising sun. 
In Nordic countries, there are so many mountains named after the trolls they once were that I can hardly count them all. One good example in North America is Sleeping Giant Peninsula in Canada. From a distance, you can clearly see that it is a troll who was sleeping on his back when the sun came out. I think Giant's Ridge in northern Minnesota is another such place. Can you find others? Number two. Many islands are actually trolls caught wading from one place to another when the sun rose. The coast between Norway and Iceland is full of these dead trolls. The trick is to look at the shape of an island from a distance. Can you see the troll? Number three. Because trolls cannot swim, they often linger too long by shores, thinking of ways to cross the water safely. Many got caught by the sun's early rays and boom, exploded. As a result, lakes and oceans are good spots to find troll remains. My son found a troll eyeball in Lake Superior when he was seven. Besides eyeballs, you may be able to find troll brains about the size of a walnut, fingers, toes, ears, and even noses. Troll rocks are exceptionally smooth and often feel a little different in your hand. Some sparkle. Hold the rock, rub it, and look carefully at the shape. With practice, you will be able to tell if it's part of a troll or just an ordinary rock. Number four. As trolls age, they begin to shrink and become more and more stooped. Because they never wash, layers of dirt settle on their backs and head. And over time, bushes and even small trees grow up. Then they begin to petrify. In the end, trolls become so stiff that they take only a step or two a year until they petrify completely. You will find these trolls in deep forests. They survive so long by keeping away from sunny clearings. And they strongly resemble overturned tree roots. Look carefully and you may be able to see the eye sockets and noses. Often, the arms protrude at odd angles. Some parts may have broken off over time. But with practice, you will be able to spot which roots are dead trolls and which are just ordinary tree roots. That is the end of our story for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Join our exclusive Storyland membership on the Lotus Prison Network to get special appreciation bonuses and rewards as a valued member of our listener team. To join our membership, go to patreon.com forward slash the Lotus Prison Network. For those who like the book we read today and would like to purchase it, please click the link in the description. Follow our Facebook page so you can find us on all your favorite social media and share with your family and friends. Thank you for your support. We'll see you next time on Auntie Sandy's Storyland.